Hey, Martin, how are you doing? Hi, hi Adam. I'm doing quite well. Thank you. What about you? Yeah, perfect. Um, what I'm thinking is, of course, so I try to find out, but I have no idea, about your first computer. So what was your first computer? Uh, well, uh, this, will, this is quite a hard question for me because I grew up in uh, quite a small town in uh, Slovakia where technology is always a few years behind. So I actually, I consider my first computer only when I got to uh, university, which was already Lenovo Y510P, if I remember correctly, which was in 2013. So it's quite not so old. It was already Pentium or better, right? Oh, that was already fourth generation i7 as well. Wow. 2.4 gigahertz. And what you did before? Before that, uh, I basically only had uh, one computer at home mm -hmm. and I had three brothers. So mm -hmm. we need to share one computer with one hour slots. Mm -hmm. And you understand that that was mostly games and not so much coding. <laughs> ah, okay, but what was it? I really don't remember, but that was around uh, 2008 when we got our first computer, I think, at home. And that was definitely Pentium Plus. Okay, so... So you are the, you know, the young, dynamic Java developer here, right? You can say that. Yeah. But, but with your bird, you know, you, you, you look really old. So I thought, you know, you, you have uh, 60 years of Java experience and you are actually 17 years old, right? Not, well, not 17. <laughs> <laughs> but Exaggerating as always. This is quite, you know, like professional look. Uh, this ah, is okay. my intention to look older. Yeah. This is your professional look. You look like, you know, a kernel hacker, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very That's good. Exactly the idea. Okay, so when you start coding, or so you you play a lot with your brothers. Now the question is, how and why you wrote the first line of code? Uh, when I got to high school, this is the first time that I actually learned about coding. And at the first sight, I was already interested in like that you can actually type words into computer, and computer does something for you. Mm -hmm. So I got really interested in uh, IT in general. And uh, basically, once I saw what you can do with this kind of technologies, because I got one friend who was a real hacker, and he somehow wrote the program that uh, played the song on a CD-ROM drive. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And that was my breaking point that this is what I want to do. Okay. So now you're writing uh, programs to uh, for CD-ROMs, right? To uh, to play sounds <laughs> with Quarkus. Uh, well, I, I no longer have CD-ROM for like I don't know, like ten years. So mm -hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, okay. So um, yeah, you could specialize on uh, no, Blu-ray players as well. So there are some still around. Okay, cool. Uh, so what what was your first line of code? That was Turbo Pascal and high school and basically some Hello World. School assignment, right? Yeah. And what was the first line you wrote, you know, because you wanted to? So outside school? Outside school, when I first, uh, because my interest, why I pursue IT was because I wanted to write games originally. Mm -hmm. That's why I went to university. So my first, actually, my own uh, uh, development was uh, trying to write some games. Okay. Yeah. Which In which programming language? Turbo Pascal still? Actually, Java. Oh, my, so you started my, Java to, to, to write games? Yeah, I, I did I did create, I managed to create only two games. Mm -hmm. Then I already started working with like the price Java. Uh -huh. uh, and one was in OpenGL and the second one was like like a real game in uh, Unity. So that was uh, C or C++, I don't remember. Yeah, and this OpenGL is still around in your GitHub account somewhere? Whew, that's a good question. Probably not, because back then I don't think that I had GitHub. Okay. But I. Probably but you should do this, right? I, I could probably dig it up somewhere in my like old backups. Yeah, maybe it works, right? It would be actually fun. Who knows what, what happens? Yeah, maybe maybe if I will have some time, I will try. So, what was the the, the game uh, the game about? So, if I know, so look at you. I, I suppose it's something like gardening, you know, and uh, and uh, bio, and you know, is it is it true? Why gardening? <laughs> I don't know. This was just a joke. I think it's a point and shoot, right? Uh, no, no. That was, uh, you know, like a paper plane, ah. uh, which you could uh, uh, control. Uh -huh. You were like passing through some rings and getting points for that. 
That's interesting, actually. Cool. And it worked? Yeah, it worked. That was actually fun to develop. Yeah, you have you you have to publish it. I I think it will be it'll be fun <laughs> uh, on GitHub at least. Oh, I probably forgot because uh, I think at high school I also wrote one other game which was uh, in uh, Swift. I think in Swift. Yes, because back then uh, we only got an assignment like do something for a year and nobody will teach you like anything. So you needed to do something from scratch. Swift on Apple. I, I think so or Swing. No, sorry. Yeah, Swift. Yeah, it was Swift, I think. I, my memory is really bad for that period of time because that was too long ago for me. But I remember that it was like uh, only some like, uh, you know, like stationary shooting game where you had like waves of enemies and you need to... So was it was it in Java, right? Uh, no, not in Java. I but started the... with Java only at the university, actually. Because Swift is not that old. So uh, maybe it was Objective-C. Mm. I would need to dig it up, but yeah, that, that was a long time ago, and that was at the time when I didn't really uh, take any interest in actual languages. Uh-huh. I only needed to get the job done. Okay. So There's a lot of Staggerflow and Googling mm-hmm. to put it together, but it worked. So, um, okay, the OpenGL paper plane game, uh, in which Java you used back then? I suppose Java 1.5 already or something like this, right? No, my, my, I started with 1.6 or 1.7 actually. Okay, so uh, Gerrit Grunwald was you know the was the youngest of all of us. So he started with JDK 1.4, and now uh, you are even younger. So you know 1.5 and 1.6. So you are the newcomer, Java newcomer. Uh, I actually try to listen to Airhex when I have time from uh-huh. time to time, and I I listen to Brian Benz that you did a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, and you were like half an hour into your podcast when he got into the year when I was born. Ah, okay. So you didn't listen to a James Gosling podcast because we, I think, one hour before we all were born, you know, right? So this was, a, okay. Um, so, okay. Java 1516, you had already annotations, right? So this was, uh, you are in the lucky situation that you had more than Java. And, um, okay, so what happened with the game? So why you stopped developing this or what? So what happened? So basically, I was in my second year at the university when uh-huh. I was already getting like a like second intermediate course on Java. We had like three levels, like basic, intermediate, and then enterprise Java course. Uh-huh. And in that intermediate Java course, I met uh, one guy from Red Hat, uh, uh-huh. Yusha, who, who was really enthusiastic about Red Hat. And uh-huh. I somehow got interested. So I asked if it makes sense to try to get into Red Hat when you uh-huh. are second mm-hmm. year at the university. He told me why not. And I ended up in uh, JBoss EAP, Enterprise Application Platform Team, where I'm still to this day. And this is where I stopped developing the game, right? This is where I found out that uh, software is way bigger than just games and what you can achieve when you will not just do games. Okay, so uh, since you're in university, you, you worked for Red Hat? Yes. Basically... Still, uh, basically the still same uh, team, still same position uh, from my second year of university. Interesting. So um, what interests me is, uh, so, so you try to, to, to write a game and then you are confronted with Enterprise Java. I mean, was it a shock or you like it or, or what? I mean, this was interesting, you know, experiment. Uh, to, to show game developer Enterprise Java and see now and, and, and be enthusiastic about it, right? I wouldn't consider myself game developer like no yeah. but you might this was your first experience with game development i mean you were a game developer somehow because you develop a game right yeah well okay if you define it like this then yes this is my definition so this is uh basically yes that was quite a shock because i was actually the first uh, intern uh in this like whole jpos team and they really didn't know how to approach me so basically, the first three months, I really read the whole Java EE7, like every specification. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, they, they didn't know what to what I should do. So I, I really went through everything. Then I started uh, working on some smaller projects utilizing Java EE. And mm-hmm. I found out that it's quite, not... I wouldn't say easy, but it's quite a uh, fast learning curve because there is a lot of materials about uh, Java or mm-hmm. Java EE back mm-hmm. then. So I was really fast and productive and I 
grew really fast and in five months I was already an employee. That's interesting. So um, this was my experience, but this is not uh, widely spread that, you know, Java is easy to learn and uh, is you can be very productive. But um, for me, it's, um, so I even... I consider even this almost like a secret weapon, you know. If you if you know it, you just go for it, and um, and it works, and you don't talk about that. So this is like, <clears throat> okay, exactly. Uh, what which year was it? Ooh, 2015. Okay, and uh, is it, was it uh, where was it? You worked for Red Hat US, or was it in? No. Uh, I'm based in uh, Bernard Czech Republic, mm-hmm. and we have the uh, Red Hat has the biggest engineering office here, so. Oh, this, didn't you? Where I'm actually right now. I didn't know about that. So, um, so the uh, Jabos ERP team is in Brno. In uh... Uh, not really. Like most of the teams, not only middleware are distributed around the world, but like most engineers are situated here. But it's not only like middleware or Java. But mm-hmm. We have also Keycloak, like one floor down from me. Or but we also have RHEL engineers, or I don't know, OpenShift, everything. There are engineers around the world, but uh, generally Czech Republic is concentrated here. And we have here in Czech Republic around more than 1,000 people, mostly. Wow. So, um, okay. Um, I was several times in Brno, but ne- never uh, so I drove by because uh, there was an info share, you know, uh, and uh, I, I was uh, in Katowice and I uh, worked, I think, Ostrava and Brno. And uh, there was always traffic jam. There was something with uh, I remember because there was a problem with the uh, airport. There was some you know construction, road construction with the airport, and I had to go through the city. But what surprised me is you now there were really I think Oracle's even there, right? It wasn't it a tall building with Oracle sign on it? So I was really surprised. You now it looked for me like uh, yeah, uh, software development area. So almost you know lots of signs with software development companies. This was my mm-hmm. recollection of. Uh, of Brno, as I drove by, it was last year or this year. Um, yeah, actually, many people consider it like a Silicon Valley of at least Central Europe, if not all Europe. Many big companies come here because uh, I would like to say many good IT universities. Mm-hmm. So really, I, I see this that like Brno is becoming like a really engaging IT city. Okay, cool to know. And um, okay, so. You wrote the Java seven spec. You wrote, you know, the uh, some sample applications, right? Or what? Yeah. yeah and, and it was like a tooling applications that supported because I got into the EAP maintenance team. Mm-hmm. So that means like uh, supporting subscription, subscription on mm-hmm. uh, like paid customers. And uh, I wrote several like small tooling applications that help with the process. Like some like uh, matching or connecting stuff from Jira to GitHub and you know like this kind of stuff. Yeah, cool. And and uh, you deploy that on Whitefly. Back then, yes, it was mostly Whitefly. <clears throat> okay, so what you did then? So you wrote, you know, the like process supporting apps. What happened then? So what 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 you did from from then until now? Uh, when I moved to like. Uh, normal associate position that was still only part-time because I was still basically finishing my bachelor thesis back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started working like on normal maintenance tasks that we are doing. So releasing every six weeks on EAP, we release so-called cumulative patch, mm-hmm. which is a bunch of uh, bug fixes mm-hmm. that we deliver to customers. So that was my primary focus. That also came with a lot of experience because that individual box in uh, EAP allowed me to touch so many different parts because EAP is enormous project mm-hmm. and very diversive. So mm-hmm. if you fix something in Hibernate versus in REST Easy or in uh, Velt, or mm-hmm. I don't remember, well, we even had like uh, uh, Web Console, which was uh, uh, in uh, Google Web Toolkit. Mm-hmm. That was so like diverse. Every time that I picked something, I, mm-hmm. I needed to learn something new, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I really uh, grew really fast on this because it was really interesting work for me. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Google Web Toolkit and not even Google Web Toolkit. What they had is in JBoss, they had like the remote procedure protocol on Google Web Toolkit. I forgot what it was. You know the name? Well, cool name. Uh, how? You mean? Yeah, exactly. So it was uh, uh, this, and um, yeah, uh, lots of interesting. I use Jabos and Whitefly a lot. I was also surprised by the innovation there, and um, yeah, 
Okay, so and, and so so you are basically patching Whitefell, right? This was your main job. Well, EAP, but yeah, basically. Yeah, EAP. EAP is Enterprise uh, Application Platform, and this is uh, Whitefly supported Whitefly, which is the uh, upstream project, right? Yes. Of of Whitefly. Well, in... everything that we pulled into EAP needs to also go into Whitefly. Mm -hmm. but, like main focus was on EAP, and uh, that allowed me to grow even more. So in like uh, five years since I started, I was already senior. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of your uh, birth, right? <laughs> probably helped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you mean senior? It means uh, you have to. I, I mean. I have no idea. I never, never worked for a company. So if you become senior, you have to do... I, I, I mean, what does it mean? From my perspective, it only means that you take on more responsibility. We, we have a, like a table of responsibilities for every position. But like ah, okay. From intern is not an associate. Intern is just like a you know, like one-year contract, which mm -hmm. is like you are doing some easy tasks. When you are associate uh, software engineer, that's like a junior position. Okay. We middle level, which is software engineer, and on top of that, senior software engineer, which is like gradual taking on more and more responsibilities. Probably responsibilities more. means you can you can maintain bigger projects, or what does responsibility mean? Yes. Maintaining of some projects, also organization of that uh, of release process, like release coordination of that CPU. Ah, okay. So it means you become senior, so you get different tasks. So it, yes. Ah, okay. So this makes sense. You, you move more from like plain uh, bug fix from bug fix, which mm -hmm. was my day to day as a junior, to more like organizational level maintenance uh, of like whole projects. So I have I got. Then uh, back then already a few projects that were like my responsibilities that I needed to uh, or I had responsibility for to become so-called subject matter expert in this particular area. And uh, back then I already started with MicroProfile, which also helped because mm -hmm. I, I am kind of uh, main person because we don't have uh, spec specification leads, but I took over MicroProfile health. Uh, Very good. So that's my main responsibility in my profile. Mm -hmm. And oh, go ahead. Uh, this means for me as a senior, uh, it means uh, it's similar to committer in open source project, right? So it, you could become committer, so you have more responsibility of the project. And in Red Hat, you you would be able to release. So for me, it's similar to committer. This is actually a big deal. It's not something on paper. It's just associated somehow with the tasks, and you power a little bit, right? So you can you can you can destroy more, right? <laughs> <laughs> as an intern, you cannot delete a project. As an as an senior, you could, right? It would be a bad idea, but you have more responsibilities, more power, and it's similar to to, to commit an open source project, right? I'm smiling because uh, last week we managed, or like one very senior person, I won't name him, uh, managed to delete Aculian code repository. But it's okay, successfully restored by now. Oh, okay. So, um, um, okay. So this means if you are senior, you can you can do something for fun like this. It's like a chaos monkey, right? So this is applied. And um, and okay, is it something higher than senior? Yeah. Uh, again, in two years from senior, I became already principal. Oh, well, what does principal mean? I know it's just for Java E. You can you can now you are injectable. Now I can inject principles and ask you for a name in my project, right? So I can say at principal get, and then it will be Martin. Yeah, basically, uh, I also like the uh, uh, similarity to, you know, like the lead person in Circus is also called Principal. Which okay. Is of me. But uh, yeah, it's just the name of the position in Red Hat. Like, so there are uh, no, no different tasks. It's just this appreciation that you did, didn't delete it, Archelian. So now you are, uh, <laughs> now you became then Principal. If you do nothing wrong, after two years, you become Principal, right? So Or, or how it works. Uh, I have really no idea. I'm just asking because I'm yeah. always interested in all the titles. Well, basically, for me, it was really gradual because I like to take on responsibilities on my own. I, I never was like, you need to do this to get to the next level. Uh, I was already doing that mm -hmm. when they catch up and promoted me to the next level. Mm -hmm. So when I was becoming principal, I was already uh, going on several bigger conferences, which is not typical for an engineer to mm -hmm. like do public conferences. 
Uh, also, uh, I started my local uh, Java user group here in Brno, mm-hmm. which I currently lead. I already, I am still writing, now finishing a book uh, for morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the title of the book? Uh, Parkus in Action. Okay. So I was already doing quite a few tasks, mm-hmm. which uh, most people here don't. So this is why I... Yeah, but it could be good or bad, right? So if you're if Red Hat is interested in such things, it's good. But if they say, okay, it's a waste of time, then you will st- stick with this senior forever, right? So this is always the question whether it is appreciated or not. Exactly. But like uh, because I'm already part of this space and I see like what other successful engineers are doing mm-hmm. to promote it, like I, I can repeat the same basically. And it's not so hard to basically... Uh, get started with this kind of uh, basically interest because uh, nobody here, at least around me, was not doing it before. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, the Bono Java user group, mm-hmm. it was really dead since 2013 when I took it over last year mm-hmm. and I really branded this as Java user group and now we have talks every month mm-hmm. except summer and, yeah, that helps. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they see that you are doing something for the community. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so uh, I will also one day come to you, you know, to I to speak. Definitely would like to have. Yeah, have uh, Very good. So Jack's Java user groups are great, and this is uh, what I like the most: is you don't have to prepare a lot. You know, it's all mostly fun, and um, you can talk about a topic and, and get feedback. This is why what I'm doing this. Why I'm asking so much about you know the seniors and principals because I had a funny story. I still. I remember it. Um, it was a long time ago, but uh, uh, I was basically ignored in all meetings by a large company. And I had no idea why. And then it turned out, um, I think the company, I, I, it was, I think it's no more around. It was under the consulting on something like this. I think it is no more around. And, um, and then I asked someone, they were also nice people, right? So why you, I, I get ignored? It's like, because you are not a senior. And I think it was senior. And um, so I'm, I'm, I was always a freelancer and I can print my own business cards. So then I wrote the next day, you know, I printed my business card and I wrote something like senior, senior architect or enterprise senior architect or something. And then, you know, because I never gave them the, 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 the business card and, and then I was the chief, right? So uh, they, they didn't ignore me and uh, I was highly appreciated. So this is why I'm asking you because uh, this was my hack back then, you know. And then I told them the story that actually the next time, if you, if you, if you need even more interactions, I could actually print a different card. And, uh, but I didn't know what the next level is, you know. But um, now I would print principal chief Java architect, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it would be even better, I guess. So uh, this is what happened. In, in, is this is a real story, movie. actually. Uh-huh. The- there is also senior principal as next position. <laughs> ah, okay. Good that you're saying this. So the next time you know, I will, I will always you know call myself now senior senior principal uh, uh, architect. This is the best one, right? Actually, like, uh, uh, or or even on that note, what also surprised me back then in Java, there was just architect and enterprise architect, and starting in three years, everyone became a solution architect. So I asked the question. So why we have now the solution architect? Because, I mean, every architect should be interested in solutions. So if there is not, I mean, is there another architect except solution? Uh, maybe there should be a problem architect, you know, which creates problems and the others solve the problems. But if there are just solution architects, why we need the solution term at all? You know it? Or, or why it happens with solution? Uh, actually, I, I don't, but I can guess. Why? So, so this like several times that some position will just get renamed because of uh, like Market. different reasons usually, but sometimes it's just because uh, it uh, sounds better. Yeah, but the solution architect uh, happened suddenly. It was like in the Corona time, everyone became a solution architect, and back then there was no such word. So it's something you know there should be an article or something solution architect. And um, so I never called myself solution architect, but maybe I should start, you know, to, that I'm also a solution architect. Why not? I mean, this could help. Oh, uh, senior, again, how would you say it? Senior principal solution architect. It would be the best title ever, right? Yeah. Very Probably good. For you so I have already ideas, you know, for I, I would at least introduce myself on your Java user group meeting in Brno. <laughs> then I'm Adam Bean. I'm the senior, uh, senior, senior prin- principal, senior 
or senior principal. Senior, senior principal, principal solution architect. Uh, yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, yeah. And this Actually, is a... I was never like really, I never really cared about these positions because I think that if the idea is good, that it doesn't matter if it's coming from senior or, or from. Uh, yeah, exactly. It shouldn't matter. Actually, Red Hat is quite good mm-hmm. at this because we have this so called uh, meritocracy where even junior should have the same voice as anyone else. Very good. Uh, but it doesn't always work like this, mm-hmm. especially in engineering projects. I also ran into these kind of problems uh, that uh, when I was junior, my ideas were not always heard. Mm-hmm. Not only in Red Hat, I, back then I was already doing some specification work and that's more companies. So that's also where Bert beard started growing mm-hmm. and I stopped cutting. <laughs> so You start uh, cutting your beard, that's impossible. I mean, your beard is like you know, already half a meter or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is where I start like uh, intentionally uh, trying to uh, look older than I really was. Mm-hmm. This is also fun because uh, as I started with Java, uh, everyone told me it's impossible. You're that young that you are architect, right? And uh, and now no one tells it anymore, but I still remember the days. And uh, back then, everyone said, oh, no, we have uh, 20 years of uh, software experience and you always uh, fight it, you know. And back then, there was crazy, crazy architectures, like, you know, lots of stuff. I, I couldn't understand why they are doing this. I was asking well, why we need this stuff, why we don't delete it, right? And I say, okay, what do you know? You are just young. Yeah. And uh, this is always a problem at the beginning. And uh, yeah, I, I, now I would say, what change? I didn't. I don't even try. You know, I, I look very young. This is this is true. But I don't even. <laughs> I don't even try to look older, right? So this is well, like uh, the benefits of having long hair and long beard is that you don't need to waste time taking care of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> or or very, or very short. This is the. And you also look like that you code a lot. Because yes, this is true. Time to do this. this so, I can. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you. You are a hacker. So don't argue with uh, with Martin. He he will be probably right. So this is my impression. Exactly. Yeah. This is the idea. Very good. Okay. Cool. So now we uh, we had a lot of uh, discussion, uh, half half serious discussion about the roles, but really uh, interesting to know. So uh, that a senior is something which changes your tasks. This is what I didn't knew, and also interesting with the principal. So it's interesting. And, and when you can become senior principal? Oh, that's also we, we have really like some like set of tasks that you need to fulfill to get okay. into the position, but that it's not like that uh, one person decides if you are promoted or not. Um, okay. These levels you have like a whole committees of people you need to convince. Like, they need to agree that you can be senior principal. So that's probably a few years. Okay. Now back to code. So uh, you became uh, uh, interested in microprofile. Why? Because I saw potential, because back then I already saw that uh, Java EE, it was still Java EE back then, was mm-hmm. like really having a few years between releases and that was too slow. Mm-hmm. So I really, when I found out about MicroProfile, well, Red Hat was one of the founding mem- members. Yes. So, so I found about it pretty much when it was created and uh, like three releases per year, that was crazy back then. Yeah. Uh, when you started with MicroProfile from the beginning or later a bit? Uh, I started later. I think I came uh, closely before MicroProfile 2 uh, when uh, mm-hmm. I was basically able to understand it enough that I was confident in contributing. But mm-hmm. that was all also because uh, like it was not my day job back mm-hmm. then. Uh, I started contributing to MicroProfile during my evenings and weekends as my like hobby. And eventually it became my job. Okay. Uh, because as MicroProfile came out, I was absolutely not interested. So I, I was in the first call with the uh, you know the founding members of of MicroProfile, and and I said, okay, what are you are doing? You're just you know stripping Java E and and the and the uh, MicroProfile. The first thing was more like a marketing hack to move Oracle to release the new Java. This was actually just make Oracle angry. So the MicroProfile, because the the term profile means something in Java E. And MicroProfile was not an official profile, and call it a micro, it was uh, even more, you know, uh, how to call it, uh, of- offensive, provoking. right? Offensive and provoking. And I say, okay, uh, this is fine, but uh, I mean, if I just pick Whitefly, I have already everything you, you talk about. So for me, it doesn't make any sense, you know, to even look at MicroProfile because it is, uh, and I know in the, the first version was limited, it was not even an asynchronous. So I was, 
in longer calls with the also with Red Hat, and I told them uh, I don't see the point to have a micro profile without you know the concurrency. I mean, uh, and 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 there was like just CDI, JaxRS. I don't think JaxRS was not there, CDI, right? JaxRS, JSONP, and B. Exactly, and, um, and no sublets and uh, and no and no concurrency. And I was like, okay, we can maybe we can skip servlets, but concurrency is a big deal, you know, because I wanted to have a, a concurrent behavior. And then it changed because uh, MicroProfile became useful for me. So, um, uh, for instance, health, and uh, uh, I, I had a library, It called, I call it Pink. I use it instead of health. So it, it is actually very still very popular on on, uh, on GitHub, but it does nothing. It, it just, you know, returns plus or minus. So this was my health check back then. Uh, and uh, and I always uh, like standards. Okay, before I introduce my own library, I would just you know pick health check. So the bigger deal was for me the config. Um, I also wrote config by myself with Java. It was not a big deal, but you have to write it, and I hate you know uh, custom stuff. So I remove all my stuff, replaced it with config, and uh, of course uh, the bigger deal, the biggest deal for me was uh, metrics. Um, I also did lots of metrics, even a Java e library, but uh, metrics are very important and uh, microprofile metrics solve a lot of stuff and fault torrents as well. So, um, And then now my opinion is I don't even differentiate between microprofile and Java e. For me, it's just one thing. I don't care actually because all the runtimes can do both. And uh, there, there was some discussion to you know Java e or microprofile back and forth. I say, I don't care. Usually it's the same people. Uh, work in both uh, in both specs, and usually they they like both. And uh, most of the runtimes like Wi-Fi, you, you can use you know um, seamlessly uh, both at the same time. And um, and um, I misuse actually health a lot for additional metadata, right? So even on AWS Lambda, what I'm doing is it ships with uh, health checks, which doesn't make any sense. But if you call the health check, you get you know the versions and stuff like that. So it's lightweight possibility. To expose, you know, version information or whatever. So it's actually always a uh, a quick hack. So complete misuse of the spec, but it works well. So this is mm-hmm. just by the way, there is uh, because I know that you for Lambda you are using Quarkus. So in Quarkus you have also this Quarkus info extension now that is doing something like that that mm-hmm. will out of the box return like version and JDK etc. Mm-hmm. Quarkus info is cool, but I still try to be Quarkus independent, right? So this is my my ah, my, okay. my 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 thing. Mm-hmm. And, and um, another story could interest you. So I was in Java user group um, Weiden, this is or Oberpfalz, this is here in Germany. So uh, in, in Bavarian forest. So uh, it is almost the direction to 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 um, how to call it? is this Czech Czech Republic? Is it the correct? Yeah, or Czechia now is Czechia. Czechia is the uh, Czech is still Czech Republic is still the is the new term or the old term? That's the old term, but it's still like. In use, but no, but I don't like. I, don't, I like you know to 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 be how to call it uh, not politically. Oh yeah, yeah. In this particular case, politically correct. So the political correct uh, would be Czechia. Not Czech Republic is no more, right? Czechia is the both. new term. Both, both. Like Czechia, seen only since few years is now only politically correct. Yeah, the, exactly. Then I meant Czechia, uh, and because we have Czechia and Slovakia, and back then we only had Czech Republic, right? This is the story. And by the way, I'm I'm, I'm very skilled with. Uh, with uh, Slovakian and Czechian history because I know the Kaminsky encoding. You know it? Mm-hmm. This was like, you know, the way that to represent uh, Czechian characters on printers. So I had already a podcast with some some Czechian... I think it was Kaminsky encoding. Uh, yeah, I, I think that I know what you mean, but that was probably before my... Were you born in Czechia or what? Or are you a fake Czechian in, uh, person? No, in Slovakia. Slovakia, okay. But still, you should... Um, yeah, I, I was really interested in it because uh, it was interesting, uh, uh, interesting development with your know, the, the, the Slovakian or Czechian characters. So I had on podcast already discussion. Yeah, I, I know that there were some issues with that, but that was like probably way way before. Yeah, 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 yeah but still interested. So there the, were the also like high tech technology, you know, born in Czechia or Slovakia. This is what I forgot. But in Czech Republic back then, back then in Czech Republic. Okay, and um, so I. So and and the title of the Java user group was uh, Java Haters Meetup, and there were lots of people who didn't like Java. So I try you know they asked questions, and I answered with code, showed some you no know, code, and, and explained. And there was one professor, and he said, "Okay, uh, Corpus is great, but there's so there's so much documentation, 
it is really hard to, to learn. How I do this? And, and my answer was, I actually never, never read the uh, tutorials from Quarkus. And they say, how it's possible? It's like, it's po possible because I mostly focus on microprofile. So Quarkus implements microprofile, and this is the entire trick. And if you read, you know, the microprofile spec, it is just, you know, it is, uh, you don't have to read everything. I just showed, you know, you can just go to the index HTML and then, you know, search and you find the answer. And this was for them a surprise that you can actually, with microprofile, learn faster. And then if you really need, you can look up Quarkus functionality, but you don't have to. You can write, you know, uh, nice applications without having any idea about Quarkus. And uh, what happened now, we are reinvited next summer to show them because we convinced with them, you know, okay, this is cool because now, and by the way, they, 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 they would like to migrate from Python to Java. So it's a bigger deal, actually. And with this trick of microprofile, we actually, or I, I said, okay, this is what I learned. I learned fast. And so like, this is actually a cool idea because uh, just with Quarkus documentation, they were all overwhelmed because there are so many, you know, every extension has an own tutorial and they, 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 there were lots of possibilities. Okay, my way to deal with it is just, you know, to focus on microprofile and only use Quarkus if you, I really have to. I kind of agree, but also disagree with this because uh, basically, yes, you are correct. Microprofile is way easier. Mm -hmm. to like find the documentation, but also uh, at least for microprofile uh, extensions in Quarkus, every tutorial or what we call guide uh, in documentation is 15 minutes long when you will really create an application from scratch and in 15 minutes you get the idea how to use the API. Yeah, but if you consider, for instance, JaxRS Quarkus, so you're starting with with uni multi, which no one needs actually, you know, in the standard projects, and you will you won't find this in 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 JaxRS, and and then at the end you find so there's always you no know, three possibilities to uh to to do this, and if you start with microprofile, you know this is very simple. They're at path on the class, and here we go. In Quarkus, they show you, you know all these three possibilities, and you and for instance, this is why lots of projects are starting with uni and multi and mutiny, and this is. Yeah, you could do this, but most of the projects don't need, you know, directive programming, I would say. And with um, virtual threads in Java 21, even less so, right? That's actually very good feedback because, like, definitely smaller mutiny, like Unimulti is not required for... No, but it's just promoted. It's so what I saw, you know, lots of beginners are, are using the Unimulti and JaxRS, and then I cursing, they go, why I have to do use this strange API if there is no... If, if virtual threads are coming? And I say, you are right, but, uh, I mean... You don't have to do this, and they are surprised. And uh, and uh, what you should do is, my opinion, is Quarkus is use the uh, JaxRS reactive uh, dependencies with old Java code, right? Start with it, and if you have applications with hundreds of thousand transactions per second, then we can talk about JaxRS and reactive Hibernate. But if most of the applications never enterprise applications, will never get to this area, right? So uh, I, I first want to finish that previous point that you mm -hmm. made about the documentation and uh, microprofile APIs because like JaxRS or like the microprofile 1.0, I still consider more Jakarta than microprofile specs. Mm -hmm. Microprofile specs for me start with config and yes, from that with you. Uh, basically, the issue that I have with this that microprofile is only the specified APIs that mm -hmm. we agreed about, like basically. Uh, Red Hat, Oracle, Tommy Tribe, IBM, etc., mm -hmm. Payara, mm -hmm. Fujitsu, etc., which is really way smaller than what we provide as part of the small Rai project, which mm -hmm. is uh, Quarkus and Whitefly uh, implementations uh, yeah. of yeah. microprofile APIs that we use. Because especially in small Rai health, uh, I have I also small Rai health is my project, mm -hmm. so I have way more freedom to experiment yes. and to innovate. So I, we have a lot more APIs that uh, are not just in microprofile health, at least not yet. Yes. This is why I really encourage people to read the documentation in Quarkus, because you can do way more with smaller APIs yeah. than you can do only with microprofile. But I get the same response from Oracle. They say, we encourage you to use you know, the Oracle spec and don't read JDBC, right? You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, this is, uh, this is, we have to be careful. And, uh, uh, I'll, I'll. It's just a question of order, right? I would start with the uh, simple stuff, and it works. I'm fine. And then, if something doesn't work, I could use from small I, I could expose without any any additional any additional uh, code, Kafka Health or whatever. It's uh, with uh, what a small is doing for me. So I'm fine with it. 
later, right? So this is still my decision. But uh, how to start with Quarkus, I'm still with it, you know, to start with MicroProfile, exactly the same uh, how to start with database access. I would start, start with JDBC and not proprietary Postgres features, right? So this is this is the general advice. And uh, we have to be careful because the entire point of MicroProfile in Jakarta e is to be runtime independent. And uh, if we start you know, to be Quarkus dependent, then the next question is, okay, then I can use Spring Boot or whatever, and, and then it doesn't matter anymore. And uh, if you have a microprofile, I have at least a chance in enterprise to switch between Quarkus, Hadidon, and Micronode, which is a big deal because uh, the companies get their uh, uh, support contracts with Red Hat. They are not interested just in the you know, functionality. They would like to buy, you know, the uh, Mandrel, uh, for instance, support, con- support contract is like this, the, the, the uh, uh, lean Graal VM, right? So this is the linear and not license constraint uh, Graal VM. So in enterprises, a big deal. If this is a leisure project, I go with small right, full power, right? And by the way, um, I also say if you start with Quarkus, what I recommend is just use the uh, small right, whatever ends with small right, because then at least it is somehow related to microprofile. So if there is if there is an extension, always focus on small right because at least the shared between Open Liberty usually. Whitefly and uh, and and Quarkus and sometimes even you know Payara and, and others. So it really depends because Smora yeah. is like the uh, how to call it. Smora is small uh, is like the um, shared projects where uh, mo- lots of the runtimes are picking Smora to implement MicroProfile. So it is uh, always a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Like you don't even have an option for MicroProfile specs in Quarkus to pull only MicroProfile spec. You're mm-hmm. pulling always small right. So it's just the question if you are using some of that, like our own smaller APIs, or you are just using uh, microprofile stuff. I always use a microprofile and I, uh, and it works perfectly. And in rare cases, I would use uh, Quarkus, right? So, but really, if I have to, because uh, in the past, you are too young to know it, but uh, we were burned several times. For instance, I use a lot of uh, web logic, uh, for instance, uh, BA web logic dependencies, and what will happen then? They disappeared in the next version. And then we say, okay, well, what's the problem with it? I say, yeah, um, it was, um, you, you used unsupported APIs. And uh, the, you, you we were burned so many times, but this is less likely with microprofile. You cannot just change microprofile because, uh, you know, Whitefly, Open Liberty, and everyone has to change, right? So I would say microprofile provides me, the API, more stability. And how often does it happen that you really migrate from Quarkus to Helidon or like? Between runtimes to open well, runtime. in one project from uh, Glassfish to Quarkus, for instance, and because we didn't use that's, that's different for me. Yeah, but the cool I, story I mean, really just microprofile migration. But the cool story is we had the same discussion with uh, with uh, Glassfish. So in this project with Glassfish, we didn't use any Glassfish proprietary features. So I did lots of lots of code reviews, and I say, okay, uh, for instance, the Jersey framework. So I say we don't use Jersey; we just use JaxRS. And the migrations were fairly easy. But if you were used using the Glassfish proprietary features, like you know, the Jersey uh, dependencies, um, then uh, the migration would be harder and sometimes even not possible. And how often it happens? It happens, uh, for instance, Quarkus and Micronaut can happen because, uh, because uh, some projects uh, would like to have a linear version of Spring Boot. And usually we um, we migrate to Quarkus, but sometimes they like Micronaut uh, more, right? And if I use a subset of MicroProfile, then the migration from Quarkus to Micronaut is easier because uh, Micronaut supports less micro uh, MicroProfile. So uh, Quarkus has uh, more support of MicroProfile and Micronaut not. So it is likely, and from my perspective as an enterprise consultant, right? Uh, senior principal enterprise consultant, of course, it should be, at least possible, because otherwise, uh, you know, uh, we have also you no know, negotiating with Red Hat the support fees or whatever, and we are stuck on Quarkus. We cannot tell we go to Helidon, right? Or, or so this is um, important to to have the freedom, and uh, and there is no no need to be depending on Smorai. So if MicroProfile is fine, it's, I think from the from the architectural and design perspective, it is a good idea. To use the API first, and if the API is not sufficient, then to use the implementation, right? 
definitely. But uh, exactly this is the point that I'm always, like, very often I'm getting questions about uh, something in uh, microprofile, which is not in microprofile, but we have it in SmallRack. Mm-hmm. So very often I'm pointing people when they are asking that we already have this functionality because there were like several people bef- before you that run into the same problem, but we didn't push it into the specification or the specification mm-hmm. doesn't want it. That is your job as uh, if you would like to become principal senior, you know, to push small right to micro profile. Well, uh, this is not something that we are not doing. Mm-hmm. It's just the question is that... Uh, when you have the full control over the project, as we have in SmallRai, it's mm-hmm. way easier to try this innovation. Yes. Experiment. And in MicroProfile, even when MicroProfile started originally with this idea that they want to innovate, that there's not so much an issue to break stuff, mm-hmm. it uh, changed in few past years. Mm-hmm. MicroProfile also became way more concerned about the course compatibility. Yes. It's not like that we can break every release. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm was originally proposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we have an agreement that we can break only once per year in uh, June release, mm-hmm. which should be always like microprofile major release. Mm-hmm. So we need to be more careful and we are more uh, restricted in the mm-hmm. specification space, which totally makes sense. I mm-hmm. definitely agree. But I still think that what we are doing on top of the specification has so much value that it's worth at least learning about, that these functionalities exist. Yes, Again, it's a question of order, right? If you if you are new, you come new to Quarkus, I would start with MicroProfile, it's easier. And then you have to know that Quarkus is maybe 80% larger than MicroProfile, right? So this is a good to know so that you will find extension for everything, right? So this is, and I'm not telling that you should restrict yourself, but you have to have reasons, you know, to, to leave MicroProfile and, and focus on Quarkus. We're actually going to have like a, like, full top-to-bottom microprofile tutorial done in the microprofile community soon. So I definitely agree that's a good starting point if somebody never seen or heard about microprofile. And what I'm missing in Quarkus, and I actually wanted to implement that, but uh, this was a long time ago, and what I do right now, I just copy the project. I have a project template. But I thought about to create a microprofile profile for Quarkus, right? So they have only one single extension. With No, 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 no. Uh, I will send you after... The podcast, we actually have like a grouping of all microprofile extensions that we used to use for certifications uh, when we... Yeah, and this is what I missed and I wanted to do this. I started even, but never released that because... Uh, this already exists. Okay. Then I can send you the link. Yeah, this I will put to show notes and uh, uh, and this is the, the missing point because what I do right now, I add all the Smorai dependencies so this is, I get the micro profile, right? This is almost like a white fly. Plus there is one which is not called, for me, like a like white fly, right? It'd be, uh, from the code perspective. And only one which is not consistent is the uh, micro profile REST client. It's not called small right client. It is called uh, REST client. Uh, this is, uh, so the, the name is not consistent. There's one dependency which is called differently. All others are more or less small right, right? That, that's because uh, REST client implementation is actually in REST easy. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, but you, yeah, exactly. But if you know, if I tell this to project, so the difference you see this, you are implementing the server, and I'm using the server. No, for you the inconsistencies are clear. For me, it is not, uh, un- or for me, it is also understandable because I know about the REST easy. But a PHP developer will start with Java, right? Mm-hmm. So for 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 her or him, this is not o- obvious. And this is what I had to explain, right, several times, and just as feedback from me. So I'm actually fine with it. But if you work, you know. Longer time with something, everything is fine. That's the problem. You always have to know what a, what a fresh mind, if it starts with Quarkus, what happens then? This is the interesting part, right? Yeah, th- this is exactly what I struggle with because, yeah, you are totally correct because I'm also teaching now Quarkus and also Spring Boot at uh, university cool. as part of that uh, Enterprise Java course. Are you also teaching Spring Boot? Uh, also, I have... I have to. So <laughs> no, no problem. Because uh, the, the, uh, uh, if you and you are then the right person to ask, because uh, so I, I, we we together were uh, at conferences, right? I was at the uh, JDD conference and uh, InfoShare. We met, you know, the first time in in Katowice and uh, and Gdynia. This and and what I get the question is, um, can you do something similar with Spring Boot? And I have no idea, but what I know is that that lots of people are coming from Spring Boot to me 
um, to make it work because uh, Quarkus uh, starts faster and is leaner. So I only know that a uh, lot of the projects are interested to use Quarkus because of cost reduction, startup time or whatever, but I, but I never created a Spring Boot project by myself. Now the question is, if you have identical or very similar, is there's no identical, let's say a, a micro-profile-like application on, on Spring Boot and you do the same with Quarkus, no GraalVM, the same JVM, and you start both, cold start. So Java minus jar, Quarkus run, and whatever Spring Boot run has. What is the difference in startup time? Typically a few seconds. A few seconds difference. So it means that, 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 means that Quarkus' orders of magnitude starts faster than... Than, 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 than Spring Boot. Quarkus is doing a lot of stuff. This is what, I know what Quarkus is doing. I'm just, I'm just asking you what's the time difference, you know, because... But really but, a few seconds for typical like applications, like CRUD applications, a few seconds. So Quarkus starts uh, in one second, two seconds. This is what usually happens in MicroProfile. I know it because I do it all the time on, on, on Spring Boot. Um, several. I, I don't want to say any number because... No, I, no, but let's say like then, then three seconds or four seconds. Even one second more is one second more. Four second plus, I would say. Okay. And is there any d- difference in memory, which is less interesting for me, but the memory consumption? Definitely, because again, like uh, the, at least for me, the first thing about Quarkus is the de- development mode, dev mode, because this is still the best thing for any engineer that sees Quarkus. And the second thing is that because... Quarkus is doing a lot of these uh, ahead of time uh, compilations, processing everything at build time. Yeah. Uh, so when you are compiling your application, you are not bringing even loading classes at runtime that Spring Boot has to load. Yeah, exactly. This so is this, you this are is saving a lot of memory, a lot of processing at startup. I was uh, um, uh, the Red Hat engineers came to me and said, we have something interesting here. You, you should look at this. I said, okay, uh, I'm not interested because I already knew you know, White Flash Swarm and uh, Thorntail. And then I look at that and it said, uh, this is crazy because uh, what Corcus does, it deploys at build time, right? So the Whitefly and Glassfish and all the others, they are deploying at uh, at runtime, at startup time. And Corcus deploys at uh, build time and removes reflection, uh, reads, you know, configuration files, generates bytecode, so it's very fast. So this is what happens behind the scenes. But exactly. still, I was interested to know what the impact actually is because uh, there are so many interests. And nev- no one came to Corcus because they like the API more. They came because they could save money in the clouds. So this is why, you know, this is was uh, the, the, the use case or, or, or why I'm asking you. So I have some, so I, so I, if someone asked me again at a conference, so my answer would be a couple of seconds is a difference. Yeah. And this is significant. S- saving money in the cloud is what you will say to decision makers who are actually caring about the money. But like this is just one of the plus that Quarkus will bring because of this. Yeah, uh, but it's a big plus, so, you know. <laughs> definitely, it's a big plus. But uh, like you saw, my talk uh, this year was uh, actually just purely development mode and what kind of feature development mode brings. Yeah, and I like your talk because uh, you're developing the entire time. No slides, yeah. even less slides that, that I have, which is terrible because, you know, a few years ago I was the only without slides and now you have even less slides. But the next talk will be absolutely no slides. So I, I will try to minus slides, you know, to, to have. But your great talk, <laughs> you already showed is... Uh, um, you code the entire time. You use, you know, the the shortcuts to to reload the tests. It was a uh, lots of insights, and it was a great, great talk. So I saw you in Gdynia in InfoShare. So um, and by the way, uh, funny funny note is I knew knew you from Twitter because you had like you know the icon with flames and fire or something, and I never knew who you are. And then you came to me, and I look at you up. It's like, yeah, oh, this is interesting. Now I know the face behind you know the icon. So this is a funny, you know online world because I only knew your tweets, but I had no idea who you actually are. So the first time we met was uh, uh, two months ago or something, or last month, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. So well, what are you doing right now? Are you spending time with JBoss or with Quarkus? Or w- w- what are you doing, actually? Still in, uh, actually, JBoss team. Now my main responsibility is uh, JBoss EAP XP ex- expansion pack, which is actually bringing microprofile to JBoss EAP mm-hmm. because, like, Pure EAP is only still Jakarta E. Mm-hmm. If you want microprofile, you need to, or like full Wi-Fi, you need to go with APXP. That's just because of, uh, you know, like a support policy for EAP is in years and we don't want to support microprofile version, which will be breaking every year mm-hmm. for several years. So the XP has shorter uh, life cycles. But uh, like uh, the most work that I actually code is now done on Quarkus. Because I see that the future of Java lies 
probably in this dev mode, in this same yeah. resources. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is where I want to be. Yeah, I, I, I actually use Quarkus all the time. So all my projects are Quarkus right now. So as feedback. So <laughs> Since like Quarkus came to my attention, uh, my first contribution was to Quarkus, which was not called Quarkus back then, but it was internal into version 0.12. And since then, I haven't wrote any uh, uh, any Java application in different frameworks than Quarkus. Mm -hmm. One thing which annoys me a bit, and not only me, uh, lots of uh, uh, attendees also come to me, and, and projects, is, I mean, project is clear, but I see more attendees than projects because you stick in a project a longer time, so you get the feedback once. If you have conferences, you get to know, and every talk, feedback. is the metrics, microprofile metrics. So um, I like the metrics a lot. We had already a discussion with microprofile. It's not a fault of, of, of Corcus by any means. It's just yeah. microprofile. And uh, what I like a lot is I put my annotations and, and I'm done. And what I also um, liked a lot were the scopes or the namespaces. So I had to know my business space and the vendor space. And uh, I saw the metrics. And then they got the idea that the micrometer should be supported more. But the micrometer is everything is fine. But with the micrometer, you have the problem that uh, in order to achieve the same, you had to do something which I was not interested at all. So And uh, and Quarkus seems to promote the micrometer a bit more than microprofile. And and um, what I don't understand, what I understand is that the micrometer is, uh, was, uh, was requested by Datadog and all the other companies because they need the metrics. But from the application developer, from the application developer perspective, um, is uh, microprofile metrics are way nicer than micrometer, right? Well, uh, this is like uh, official stance from Red Hat because like microprofile metrics is a custom API that microprofile created, mm -hmm. which was promoted as part of the microprofile. But uh, especially in Quarkus, now also in Wi-Fi, we, as a Red Hat, as a company, we want to follow the industry, the Java ecosystem. And Java ecosystem chose micrometer as the metrics API. So we want to be... Implementation. Actually, also the API, because like that library became basically the way to go for mm -hmm. metrics. So uh, this is why Quarkus promoted uh, Micrometer, and we actually tried a lot to push Micrometer to replace Microprofile metrics or to Microprofile metrics to basically adapt Micrometer APIs. But uh, this was refused in Microprofile. Very good. This is exactly where we hit the wall. And this is why uh, Quarkus and Wi-Fi cannot be now uh, certified as full microprofile specifications because of this single oh. API. And uh, it's unfortunate, but uh, because microprofile also sees that they would like to get these two implementations back, we are actually going to work now for microprofile 7, which mm -hmm. should be next year, to adapt uh, open telemetry metrics mm -hmm. as a new specification, basically, mm -hmm. under microprofile telemetry, which is also basically adapting micrometer. So now we are going to work on uh, basically a new metrics API that will adapt uh, open telemetry metrics. What I don't understand is uh, we don't have in I mean in most projects I have counted right and even having you know accounted uh, uh, a counter basic counter to see how often a method is called and then have basic statistic afterwards is a huge improvement. So uh, uh, it, there are lots of projects without any metrics outside. Right, so if you put counted or or timed, it's already fine. So uh, what I would do in microprofile case, you know, just define that are three annotations which are very simple, and eighty percent of developers will be happy. And then you can still use the micrometer, whatever they like, you know, to have a different, uh, a complete different level of possibilities. You know, this is maybe the the idea is to 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 uh, to standardize less and make it convenient. And have the option, you know, to have the full power as micrometer. So nothing against micrometer, but you should not. I mean, if the projects have hard time to provide basic metrics, the solution is not necessarily, you know, to add micrometer to have the full power because then they will do nothing. Exactly, but in micrometer you also have counted annotation counter. Yeah, yeah, you have. I, I but I, I, I actually re recorded in a screencast. So in order to separate, for instance, what I always interested to separate, you know, Quarkus metrics from my business metrics. And they have to do something with micrometer about that. And microprofile addressed that from the beginning. So I never looked, you know, uh, say, okay, this is my business application. So what I'm interested just in my own endpoints and not, you know, all the internal whitefly stuff. 
And uh, if micrometer comes of the, uh, out of the box, I have to, to define two registries and separate them by myself. And, and the question is, why I have to do this? I mean, uh, in, 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 in microprofile, I completely ignored all these threads and memory and whatever. I, I don't care about that. I just you know focus on the business metrics. And this is how that was micrometer. So my only point was uh, just define the subset. And behind the scenes, micrometer could create you know, two registry, one for, for whatever you use micrometer for. I just interested you not know, to have my own view on my own metrics and ignore all the low-level metrics. Because what happened in real-world projects already, you know, there are lots of uh, war rooms with garbage collector activity and, and threat activity. And, you know, the business was metrics were never considered because you got so many metrics out of the box. So um, that's just the feedback, you know, just convenience. And and this micro-profile metrics, it, it somehow... It it uh, it was designed different to the others because we also have Rest Easy and we have Jersey and I have my JaxRS and the industry standard is is, is HTTP and no one have a problem with it, right? And the micro profile would be similar. I have two annotations we added on it. And if you would like to use micrometer, we can suggest as extension micrometer. I have no problem with it, but yeah. Well, micro profile metrics is at least up to my knowledge still uh, an extension that is available. Yeah, it is. I use it all the time. So you, you can still use that. But like for me, because I'm not metrics expert, we have different people for that. Okay. Uh, but uh, from uh, my experience with micrometer is that basically when you hard code everything into the annotations, it's uh, not possible to be changed. So basically annotations are static. Yes. So, uh, with programmatic APIs, maybe you need to type a little bit more. Yes. Maybe even not, because it's still one line. It's just not on top of the method. It's inside the method. Mm -hmm. But uh, you have more freedom. You can basically play more with it. But it's the same for REST Easy, right? Annotation static, but if I would use REST Easy programmatically, I can do more, right? This is always true. Definitely. And this is why like the micrometer also provides this at least uh, counter and timed. Definitely, mm -hmm. these two annotations are there. But uh, I, I saw, like, in general, the, like, use of metrics tends to move away from annotations back to programmatic APIs. But I definitely agree that this, this is the just matter of taste. Some people prefer annotations. Some prefer Lots of people uh, prefer annotations. And for me, it would be, like, define the basic metrics, at least in annotations or even in stereotype, because in my architectures, everything starts with an entry point called boundary and all the boundary methods ship with one annotations, and you have to know at least know what happens, and then you can refine with micrometer. This would be my approach, right? And I don't care a lot because I can write the two lines, but I get the feedback all the time. So people are angry with the with the metrics, right? So and and and, and yeah. I definitely can understand that, and uh, if you feel like it, just create an issue in. I did it. I actually uh, I tried to you know to explain this in in the micro profile uh, spec, and. Um, yeah, I did it once, and maybe should do it again. I, just as feedback from the field, I don't have a problem with it. I understand completely. And uh, on on in the cloud, it doesn't matter at all because we get the metrics from the cloud provider. I'm just you know, this was just like feedback from the field. I, I personally think that if we are going to adapt open telemetry metrics, and I haven't checked that yet, mm -hmm. but. Uh, uh, if we are going to adapt that, then I think that microprofile metrics as a specification will be deprecated. At mm -hmm. least. Hey, it is interesting time what happens then, right? So uh, definitely we will see what open telemetry metrics will be actually about, but mm -hmm. this is valuable feedback. And definitely if you can uh, basically provide this kind of feedback, I don't see any reason why Quarkus couldn't provide such wrapper or like even like annotation for different scopes. So your exactly. Exactly, exactly. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, you can use, uh, you know, this is like uh, or default just annotations for business scope and everything else. Use the micrometer. I'm happy, right? So this 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 would be this would be a, a minimal, a, a, a minimal uh, how to call it uh, a minimal effort for for maximum in, impact for for basic business metrics because I think the confusion is. Uh, it's not the uh, the idea to replicate all the power of micrometer and have all the statistics uh, annotations. Is more like to provide a very basic counters and maybe timed, very very basic time measuring um, uh, annotations just for the business scope and uh, say okay if you need more just just code it right. This this would be my my approach right. I personally think that that shouldn't be an issue. Actually, my colleague that is writing the book with me, mm -hmm. he's responsible for smaller metrics, so definitely this. So I have uh, to invite him to a podcast that we have. <laughs> I, I can I can bash on him, right? So, very good. And what's the name of your colleague? Is uh, Jan Martiška. Ah, okay, very good. Um, so 
It was a great conversation with you. Where people can find you on the internet? Where is the, the burning icon, you know, Twitter? My burning icon you can find on basically every social media like X, uh, Blue Sky, Mastodon, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, etc. Typically, I I am uh, X Stefank. X Stefank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why so, this? Because that was actually my idea at the university. Because it was always X plus seven letters of your surname. Ah. Oh. So it's X Stefank, and I oh, liked it. Okay. So I created GitHub as that, and it stick with me. Okay, ex Stefank. Okay, thank you. It was a nice conversation, and now I know a little bit more about the icon and you. So we met several times, and now yeah, we had a deeper conversation. And um, I will invite you know the the micro profile people and uh, talk once again because I had already a talk with Aaron Schnabel about micro profile, why it happened, and uh, micro profile metrics. And now we can talk a little bit more because I think this is uh, overlooked, you know, uh, feature, and it will solve. It will be more convenient, just you know, a, a little bit. Syntactic sugar around micro micrometer. This would be my idea. Yeah, I don't see reason any reason why not because like this is the intention of the API to exactly. be used by people. So thank you. Thank you very much.